final word. Good evening, I'm Albie Oxenrider. Welcome to The Final Word, the show where we always stay calm. We invite you to come into the conversation. You can get your opinion on TV right here every Sunday night. And with that, let's get started by introducing you to tonight's three panelists. From the Trib, also a Steelers radio host, it's Tim Benz. Hello there, Tim. I'll be based on what happened earlier tonight at the Oscars. I can guarantee you one thing. I won't be making fun of Villanova's chances against <laughs> Kansas because I don't want you coming over here and slapping me in the mouth. No, no, I'd never do that. No, just don't say anything, though. Um, all right, uh, Chris Carter's here from our partners at DK Pittsburgh Sports. Dot com. Hi, Chris. Well, I mean, I'll be, I'm not saying anything about Jada Pickett-Smith because I'm not trying to get the taste slapped out of my mouth. <laughs> and former Pitt Panther and NFL tight end Doran Dickerson. Welcome back, Doran. Uh, thanks, guys. I think old Agent J, a.k.a. Muhammad Ali, needs to use a denoralizer to uh, get everybody's minds back to before what happened earlier. Some of the topics we're talking about tonight. Give us five words on what the Steelers need to do before draft day coming on fast. Why would a quarterback be either the right or the wrong choice for the Steelers in the first round? There are two proposals that could be voted on to change NFL overtime. What should overtime be? And should there still be ties in the NFL? Penguins bounce back from that Rangers loss in a big way. What's your confidence level at this moment in the Pens being a legitimate cup contender? But first, it's the night's big topic. As of now, how do the Steelers look compared to the rest of the AFC North? Chris, start us off. I mean, they're the one team that doesn't have a quarterback right now that's comparable to Deshaun Watson, Joe Burrow, uh, or Lamar Jackson. You know, all of those guys have been put into that top category of elite to potentially elite quarterbacks. But I will say the Steelers are solidifying things out on defense. They still need a strong safety, and I still think that they need to go into this NFL draft looking to add a playmaker at either defensive tackle, cornerback, or wherever they could get one in the, in the early rounds. But I do think they have a chance to have the best defense in, in the division. The question is going to be, can they catch up to the deficit at quarterback? I think that you, you've seen the model for this. Teams like the 49ers, teams like the Titans, they can compete with mediocre quarterbacks, but that's going to be a tall task considering how good the other quarterbacks are in the division. All right, Tim, where do they stand right now compared to the rest of the division? Uh, right now, fourth. Let's see what the situation is with Deshaun Watson and how that plays out. Maybe I'll change my mind then, but right now, fourth, because, yes, they do have a lot of holes remaining. No, I'm not wildly impressed with the Trubisky signing, at least in terms of who he is as a quarterback, not so much who he is value-wise versus other quarterbacks, which is what we're constantly being sold on, it seems here. And I'm also not as blown away with their activity in free agency. I like the fact that they were active and they addressed some needs, but aside from Daniels at guard, I I'm not blown away with the guys that they got. I think they got kind of the third, fourth guy at each position, not exactly difference makers at a ton of positions. All right, Doran. Uh, see, I, I feel like they did a great job in free agency thus far. I feel like they're trending upwards, so I put them right in the middle. Uh, I think Miles Jack was a f fantastic signing. I think he's going to raise the level of play of, uh, of Devin Bush. I think that Deshaun Watson signing, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of hoopla around Deshaun Watson, but he hasn't played football in a long time. The, the Browns are a dumpster fire as an organization, so they might mess that up. So I think that the Mitch Trubisky signing, too, if – Matt Canada's offense is potent and can be potent. Mitch Trubisky is a guy that can actually run his offense to the full ability. So I, I think it's trending upwards, and I think they're sitting right in the middle right now. All right, a reminder, keep those comments coming. You can find us on Twitter at WPXI Final Word, on Facebook at The Final Word. Now it's time for five words. 
Give us five words on what the Steelers still need to do before draft day. All right, from Twitter, cut remaining showbiz guys. Also from Twitter, sign a top-tier safety. And finally, sign a very good wide receiver. WR, one word. Now the panel, five words. What the Steelers still need to do before the draft. Uh, let's start off with Chris. What are your five words? Must bring back Terrell Edmonds. Now, people might think that sounds crazy. You're like, whoa, Ter uh, Terrell Matthews out there. But hold on a sec, folks. It's been made pretty clear by Kevin Colbert. They're looking to sign guys that are closer to either ending their rookie, de their rookie deal or shortly close to that. Teron Matthews is about to be 30 years old. Terrell Edmonds, 25 years old. The only other guy that's kind of comparable is DeMonte KZ from Dallas, and he's also you know getting close to 30. I think Terrell Edmonds, if you, if you passed on everyone else and, and if Matthews off the table, Edmonds is your clear pick. You can get him for good value. He's a good starter who pairs well with Minka Fitzpatrick, and you can still draft safety high in this NFL draft with some really good players makers that can come on day one or even high day two. Tim, five words. Go get a safety, please, because I think to Chris's point, there are guys out there you can get in free agency that can get the job done, and they've actually had some success historically at getting mid-range free agent safeties to complement a big play safety, i.e. guys that they put next to Troy Palomalo and Chris Hope and Ryan Clark. Uh, I could see Edmonds or somebody who's not Edmonds uh, that is out there in free agency sort of be that type of player next to Minka Fitzpatrick. I think it's the easiest hold to fill right now in free agency so they can go after defensive linemen and wide receivers in the draft. All right, Doran, five words. Have your successor for Colbert. I think it's very imperative for them to have the guy uh, that is going to be their next GM in the room right now. Uh, they need to get that done because the draft is about a month away. They've made a lot of moves with Kevin Colbert thus far. As I just said, I'm a, I'm a fan of what they have done thus far. But if it's Lewis Riddick, if it's Brandon Hunt, if it's Omar Khan, if it's one of the other 16 guys that they've interviewed, they need to have that guy in the room, in the war room, right when the draft starts so they can start planning ahead in their future. All right. Thanks, everybody. Still to come. Why would quarterback be the, the, either the right or wrong choice for the Steelers in the first round? All right, we're going to go with this from Twitter. Right could find the next Ben. Ron, wrong could find the next Cliff Stout. The final word is back after this. Welcome back. I'm Albie Oxenrider tonight with Chris Carter, Tim Benz, Doran Dickerson. And let's start our next topic with Doran. Why would quarterback be either the right or the wrong choice for the Steelers in the first round? I, I, I think that if, if they're going to go that direction, that's going to be their future. And they're going to have to love a guy. They're going to have to love a Malik Willis. They're going to have to love a Kenny Pickett or a, a Matt Corral. So if they're going to go in that direction, that's going to be the future of the franchise of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I'm okay with that. Mitch Trubisky it will be a guy that, that is the starter at first, that can be there, that can lead things at first and have the guy sit behind him and learn a little bit. And then that guy that you draft can be the future. So I am okay with that. I've seen it happen a bunch of times. I'm a proponent of it. Have a, vet, a veteran start the things off at first and then having a young guy service the way in there so if they do that they have to be in love with the guy and that guy will be the future of their franchise all right to Facebook we go Kevin says now that the Steelers have Trubisky and Rudolph they have much bigger needs 
for their first draft pick. Chris, you're next. Yeah, I mean, this works if all the quarterbacks fall to them, and it's like, well, you know what? We didn't see this coming, and all the skill players are off the board. But the bottom line is when you're sitting at 20, there's only 19 picks that can go ahead of you. And when five of those are probably going to be receivers, four of those are probably going to be edge rushers, three of those are going to be offensive tackles, two of those are going to be cornerbacks, you're going to get a good shot at getting the top defensive tackle, you know, a really good receiver, a really good cornerback. You know, a, a lot of different positions could fall to you there. If quarterback turns out to be one of them, great. But I'm not a, I'm not a believer that Desmond Ritter or Sam Howell or Matt Coral are any of the first-round guys that you need to take at 20. Pickett, Willis, different story. But I truly think that the, the value here is they're going to get to have a true playmaker pick on defense. That's what it has to be unless they get the, the quarterback of their dreams to fall to the 20. Tim? Why is it the right move? Because the guy that they absolutely positively love and see as their quarterback for the next dozen years is there at 20 and they decide to pick him. I don't think that guy personally exists right now in this draft, but if they convince themselves, okay, then go with it. Now, then that brings into question, why'd you bother getting Trubisky, which is a debate for another topic, uh, which we could get to, I'm sure, at some point this summer. But why is it wrong? Because maybe you can, like Chris said, get yourself like a Jordan Davis if yeah. he somehow slips, or the other guy from Georgia win if he somehow slips, and you have a better draft class and quarterback next year, according to a lot of people, and you just went out of your way to get somebody that you thought is a better bridge quarterback than Mason Rudolph and Trubisky. That's why it would be the wrong move. All right. NFL Brass in Palm Beach, Florida. The annual league meetings are underway, and they're thinking about some rule changes. Tim, let's go back to you. Uh, there are two proposals that could be voted on to change overtime. What should OT be? Should there still be ties? Oh, I have no problem with the tie in the regular season. Um, if the interest, though, is to make it as fair as humanly possible, and you have to have a system in the regular system that mirrors the postseason, there's no way to do it without a tie, without going to some sort of modified version of the college system, like push it back to about the 40 or so. There's no way to do that without having um, somehow legislating in each team gets the equal number of possessions. Because even if you go to team A gets the ball, scores a touchdown, team B scores the ball, gets the touchdown, you're probably going to only have time for one more possession. And is it any more or less fair if Patrick Mahomes gets two chances and Josh Allen only gets one? Now you're still at the same matter of not being fair. It just took you longer to get there. All right. Back to Facebook. Andy says, eliminate ties. I'd rather see placeholders arm wrestle to decide games than see them end in ties. Doran, what's your thought on this? <laughs> you know, uh, my, my wife's grandmother had an argument a couple weeks ago about this with her grandfather, and uh, it, she said that the defense, that's the reason why you have a defense, is they can go out there and make stops. I'm on the lines of I want to see both sides have a chance to go down and score. If you have a situation in the playoffs again where you have Patrick Mahomes, you have Josh Allen, two of the best players in the league, two of the faces of the NFL, I want to see each of those guys get a chance. Every viewer wants to see each of those guys get a chance to see what they can do. They were in a match back and forth. I want to see that. I think both teams, both sides should get a chance to possess the ball, and then that, that should be how overtime uh, ends. Chris, you're next. I'm with Doran on this. I get that there's still a chance that both teams can score, but this is where the strategy would come into play. Say, you know, Patrick Mahomes goes down and scores first. Josh Allen comes down, comes down and scores again, and you're like, man, none of the defense is stopping each other. You're sitting there and you're saying, all right, you know what, let's just go for two 
two instead of trying to instead of going instead of going for one and let and that might make it a single okay it's all on this play but I do think that in today's NFL where the rules are especially made to help the offense you need to give both offenses a chance to take the field that's where the fairness comes into play if this was the NFL of old no problem with it but times are different where defenses can't do half as much as they used to and offenses especially late in games where they've seen now 80 plays of the other team that this is something that they have to be able to do to kind of balance things out what you guys are saying all makes sense now until the first time it's two scores in a row versus just one score and then we're complaining about how it's still not fair because it's two versus one I mean do we want any like extra innings in baseball or you know are we on a clock what's what's the biggest concern here I'm gonna that's my whole point though is that you can do that but you can still go say hey you know what Patrick Mahomes they kicked an extra point we're going for two because oh, we're gonna okay. end it right here well Mahomes could have they could have gone for a touchdown without kicking that field goal right they could have gone for a touchdown there if they wanted to you mean like, going and, for the two-point conversion well no when at the end of the game in the playoff game we mm. had they had to kick a field goal because Mahomes kept going backwards you know like they could have gone for a touchdown instead of kicking the field goal if they were afraid about losing the coin toss if it's that big of a deal all right penguins now as we move to hockey still in second place in the metro single point ahead of the new york rangers the penguins bounce back from that rangers loss in a big way so what's your confidence level at this moment in the pens as a legit cup contender Chris it's the same thing as it has been there's there's still a talented team you know I I like to think that this is a team that's going to be able to step up at the right time if they can get hot and head take this into the playoffs great but like we've been saying all along this is an extremely talented division there's going to be a lot of competition this is going to be a bloodbath when he gets to the playoffs and just sees who comes out on top and gets to the next round all right Brian on Facebook says all eyes will be on Jari for starters Tim your thoughts Yes, they will be. They'll be on Jari against the New York Rangers coming up in their next game, too. Look, I'll I'll stay with what I've been saying because I haven't had anybody change my mind yet based on how they've been playing. I think any one of the eight teams in the East can beat anybody else. Uh, I don't think we've seen any distance yet, one through eight. Maybe the Capitals fading back. Maybe the Bruins getting hot to muddle things up. I think the most interesting thing that could come through and mess up the whole works is if somehow Tampa Bay winds up in the Metro as the wild card, and that could really gum things up, and who knows how the brackets would go from there. Doran. You have to peak at the right time. I mean, today was a, you know, a great morale b- booster for the team, but you know, this isn't going to help you going into the playoffs. Uh, you know, there's still a month of the regular season left. You still have to play some really good hockey to stay up to the, uh, to, to the, to the area where you need to uh, approach going into the playoffs. So you need to peak at the right time. You need to grab that momentum at the right time. And like you guys have been saying, I mean, if Jari, all eyes are on Jari. If Jari is going to be playing well at the end of April, then I'll be feeling really good about their chances. All right, when we come back, we're going to go around the horn on any topic. The final word is next. This is the final word. Welcome back. It's time now for the final word. Everybody gets a chance. Doran, you're first. Uh, mine is sports gods. Uh, you remember Jerome Bettis. You remember Peyton Manning. I'm even going to throw Ray Lewis in there. Uh, these guys, they won the Super Bowls on their way out. If you guys don't think the Duke Blue Devils are going to win the national championship, <laughs> you're insane. Sports gods are real. Coach K is on his way out. He is going to win a national championship in his last go-round in the next in the next two weeks. I would bet the house on it. Sports right. gods are real. All right, Chris, final word. 
Well, if I watch uh, Bomani Jones, I think sports gods would have Coach K lose in, in, this, in, in the Final <laughs> Four this year. But uh, talking about the Steelers quarterback situation, everyone thinks that they're definitely picking one in the first round just because Mike Tomlin's been going to a bunch of bunch of quarterback pro days. He does this all the time with the positions that they're, they are considering. He even said as much at the owners' meetings. It's very common knowledge. Adam Schefter's talked about it for years and how Mike Tomlin loves the draft process. He visits all the top, prop, top prospects. That's why they knew Mika Fitzpatrick would love it Pittsburgh and why he said, I want to go to Pittsburgh when he was ready to leave Miami. Don't consider the quarterback position a lock. They're still going best player available. If Andrew Booth Jr. is there, a cornerback who the Steelers don't get a lot of players like him available, look to look out for a guy like him to be the pick over a, a Kenny Pickett or a Matt Corral. Tim, final words. Congratulations to Lexi Templeman, Reagan Kirk, and Emily Curlett, three members of the Ohio State Women's National Champion ice hockey team. Nine months ago, these women didn't have a team at all because for some reason, Robert Morris University and a president who is no longer there decided to be great to subtract both the men's and women's successful hockey programs from the university. Now, luckily, both programs are coming back in two years and thankfully, as a recruiting tool, they can point to these three women who immediately jumped to a power like Ohio State and helped them win a national title as a group transfer out to Columbus. Congratulations to them and it's good news as well for, Ohio, for Robert Morris to look at. All right, thanks everybody. And our final word now from social media. A month ago, the North Carolina Tar Heels were considered a bubble team. Final four, baby. His words, not mine, in a game of the century next Saturday. Thank you, Rick. Uh, so how's your bracket? <laughs> next Saturday, it'll be Villanova against Kansas. That's the 6:09 game, the first national semi. Duke and Carolina is the second game of that Final Four doubleheader. National championship, by the way, is a week from tomorrow night. I'm Albie Oxenrider for Chris, Tim, and Doran. We'll see you next time.